Hey, where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? Three squares? You can't spare three squares? No, I don't have a square to spare. I can't spare a square. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Welcome back once again to the Gag Reel Podcast, where we talk about comedy flicks and comedy TV, and one day we'll talk about comedy specials and comedy billboards and comedy all that nonsense. Because, and Bobcat Goldthwait, because uh, no one has stopped us yet. I am your host, Ryan Scanlon, and I'm joined, as per usual, by my brother, Will. Hey! And my sister, Rebecca. Hey! I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> that was the coolest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> do that again. I'm just exhausted, hey? hey I'm laughing too I'm hard. Cool I'm hey. so cool. Hey! Like constipated cool. <laughs> you finally found me. I've been hiding in this restroom for 30 years. I'm still dumping. I had a bad dream about that. <laughs> Wait, what? I had a bad dream about this lady. The, the toilet was stopped up so to, hide, to make people not go in the toilet. She put sweaters in it. <laughs> that has nothing to do with what we talked about. That, that's a different situation, but also I was thinking not. to keep somebody from getting on the toilet, she just sat on the toilet and never no. got up the end. She put sweaters and shoes in it, and I lost my shoe, and I had to keep looking for it. It was a very strange dream. Yeah, I, got, I can't think of a, a way to transition from that back into Four Lions, but we're talking about Four Lions again today. See. Um, yeah, not as much uh, toilet bits in that movie as, you know, you would think. With, I don't think uh, there's with any the movie toilet bits. full of dunces. There's not a one. It's a dang shame, to be honest. There's but, no uh, fart jokes. Yeah, let's just kick it <laughs> off with that segment here. Like, uh, let me cue some opening music. All right, yeah, big question of the day, as per usual here on part two of Gag Real Pod. Was there a fart joke? Well, the survey the, says... Cue the timpani drum, boom, 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 but I'll make it like farts. No. 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 No fart joke. Surprisingly. Before. In I th- you would lives. think maybe there'd be one little sneaky one or something, or, you know, the cops are just onto them about the bomb, and then one of them farts, and then suddenly cops get more suspicious. Yeah, like but, bombs, uh, farts, they go together. The good restraint here on... Uh, or, or like... We're doing spoiler cast today, so you best have seen it. You know, somebody's getting the Heimlich maneuver, <laughs> and right yes. before the bomb goes off, it goes, <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's Barry. A Barry Barry's a big dude. Little before Barry fart. the explosion, yeah. Maybe if it was an American-made movie, maybe they they would have been a fart there. Speaking of which, I wonder if if they did a shot-for-shot remake, but with American accents. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It would be able to like you know like be, I don't know just the, it it's frustrating how little it's talked about here and I feel like this could be like a true classic. That's true. If yeah, it had just cut through. Yeah, I think like like um I think I mentioned in passing on the last episode that there's been some you know uh like kind of edgier comedy TV shows that have brushed this topic. Yeah, in like taking the piss out of everything about yeah. it you know like yeah not only are they idiots but the police response to them exactly. are also dumb every you know like it's it's perfect especially in 2010 like 24 was still on the air 
mm-hmm. in 2010 where terrorists were like these big spooky bad yep. guys. Every single Muslim that was on that show was secretly plotting against the government and was going to kill Jack Bauer. Mm-hmm. I completely and, forgot about uh, that show. Exactly. But that was like was a big thing. And every the Dallas yeah. of the two thousands. Yeah, it's interesting how much like for a far like with this being a, a straight up farce, basically, it's still human. I thought you're gonna say fart. <laughs> with this being pretty much just a straight up farce, it, it still humanizes the uh, you know, extreme terrorists, I think, more than any yeah. movie I've ever seen. And I thought it was really good that they didn't go like out on a limb mm-hmm. to like over characterize them and like give you explanation for this is exactly why they believe what they believe instead it kind of hinted at it you know you had uh omar with his frustrating brother mm-hmm. yeah and you know like it, it it showed that more than likely him being the probably the sanest out of the crew you know he was probably if he actually went to like a therapist or something he was probably more frustrated with his lot in life as well as you know like the culture he grew up in than he was at you know the church of McDonald's as he thinks he thought to put it, but they never go out on a limb and just be like, Oh yeah, this is why we believe what we believe. Instead. It's just, they do a really good job of characterizing them without Mm. soap opera. I think it was a really smart move to hire uh, such a dramatic actor to be this kind of lead and to have these, uh, these actors on the sides with, with such great dramatic chops. Yeah. And like, apparently there was this whole backstory for Barry that they put together where he got uh, his wife divorced him and he was stuck inside of this tiny little uh, flat right below his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And so he had to listen to her every day, like hooking up with different guys and stuff while he was just stuck in this flat underneath them. And it, it created, like it, it was, it was funny how like that would, that was where Nigel kind of came up with him and Chris Morris. He was like, I needed to have some sort of background inspiration for this character. And that's what they came up with. Interesting. And it's just like, I could see this just like angry at the world, but really just angry at his own lot in life mm-hmm. energy coming from him constantly. Yeah. I'm, I'm the most Al Qaeda one in here. <laughs> I feel like almost every scene with him was, was golden. I love him. Uh, yeah. Him up on that panel, just ga- gaslighting <laughs> yeah. that woman right away. Of just like, well, yeah. I, I don't uh, like that term. I'm like, you just said it. No, I didn't. You just said it. <laughs> I feel like this movie's front loaded really geniusly with uh, just great idiotic moments, just to really set the scene right off the bat with this ridiculous AK 47 miniature. Yeah. And we get. It's a proper replica. <laughs> I'll hold it near the camera. That'll bigger it. <laughs> That'll what? That'll bigger it. And then Chicken Cottage, you know, uh, watch just not <laughs> yeah. not hearing McDonald's and not understanding the concept that Omar's going for here at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then straight into the eating the SIM cards. Can I cook it? No, you have to eat it raw. And then, and I love the payoff yeah. at the end with the eating the SIM card that that comes back. There's. A, oh yeah, that was great. You you definitely see Chris Morris's um you know seasoned comedy chops in this movie with the uh, the pace of the callbacks coming back in mm-hmm. like you know they they bust in and uh i'm forgetting the name of the um the guy that they bring in that omar didn't like uh the younger guy that barry finds at that meeting um bu- 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 oh i don't he remember was, he was in the jester outfit and you know blew himself up in front of the cop Let's oh see. uh hassan hassan yeah okay yeah he was important yeah yeah well they they walk in 
to see Hassan jamming out to uh, dancing in the to, moonlight. To dancing in the moonlight, and then we have that great callback later on with them driving to you know yeah. doing yeah. the marathon bombing, and they're jamming to dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. I think one of my favorite lines, though, uh, I think probably the moment I laughed the hardest at was you know they first get to Pakistan. And they're at uh, his dad's place, and they see there's just some chickens. Foxy going to do his rabbits, bro. They're not rabbits, bro. They're chickens. Fucking rabbits. Bro, if they're rabbits, where are their ears? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. And I liked all the little stuff with uh, uh, Fessel. Uh-huh. Where he's with like... He's, with the voices when he, when and covering up his put, face. Well, th- there's that. There's when he's putting the box on his head, uh, and he's like, my dad says it's, you know, I can't, we sh- we can't show our faces on cameras. He's like, well, with the greatest of respect, Fessel, your dad eats newspaper. <laughs> Not anymore. He eats moths. <laughs> yeah, he was the one I actually felt really bad when he blew up, because, like, he he was the only person that, like, straight up didn't want to blow himself up or before that. That's true. Yep, yep. Just stupidly running full speed with his either. bombs. He didn't want to later, but he was like getting all into it for a little while when it wasn't real. That's true. Fessel straight up, he ma- he he kept buying bomb stuff, mm-hmm. bomb making equipment for years, but he he like he never wanted want he'd rather send the crows to blow up, you know, buildings for mm-hmm. him. Somehow I didn't see that's where that was going when I saw that the crow was the cover of the movie. I, I, I don't know, I didn't <laughs> I didn't put two and two together of like, oh, that's a bomb on it. Oh, I see. Was he a puppet? Okay. The, the bird? Crow? What? Yeah, it was the. It was probably. Sure. It, looked it looked like a like live a crow, bird. and then cut away to yeah, a fake the bird for the yeah. bomb sequence. That was probably like a stuffed bird. Yeah, I'd have to see yeah. the the shots again. It was really well done, though. Indeed. But yeah, so many great lines that uh, yeah, I, I would love to just dig straight through. But I think we need to get to a segment here. Oh. We got to do segments. I I don't think we've done this one in a while, but I thought it'd be fun for this movie. Given oh, you're going to the segment where we guess where we imagine a sequel. Exactly. Given that this Wait, movie really? ends with everyone blowing up. Yeah. What is the sequel to Four Lions and how does that look? Oh, I was just joking. But no, okay. I really I was thinking of this this morning. I was like, we should bring that back. This is rub some dust off of that old segment and give it a shot here because this is like so ripe for it. I feel like we're always talking about these, uh, you know, broad American comedies that you can just, you know, rinse and repeat on. But this one is a real stumper of like, how the hell do you make a sequel to this? Okay, so I got like two ideas. Okay. So one one is absolutely awful. It would be the cash in, but also like what the hell even happened? It'd be kind of like, did you ever hear about the initial script for Gladiator 2? Nope. It actually took place in like hell and it was like oh mythological with Russell Crowe. That's But anyways. Cool, actually. I want to watch that. And like a cool, dumb movie. So yeah, it would be like that. Where it would be all of them actually in Alton Towers at the water park. <laughs> For the whole thing? Arguing over, like, why don't they get fast-tracked to the front of the line? It would be awful. A sitcom episode, yeah, yeah. basically. The other one would be, like, Chris Morris did a proper sequel, but it would he would just shift it. It would be, like, instead of just being about these terrorists, it would instead be about the response to the terrorist act. Mm. And it would be, like, maybe Armando Iannucci-esque like in the loop where it's more about like the higher ups trying to do like really bad responses to this kind of like a little taste of what you got at the end where they were just like, uh, we shot the right person, but the wrong person exploded <laughs> kind of like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know where I would go with that, but, and then maybe 
No, that would end up being too dramatic if you had the brother getting out of his like weird uh, Egypt prison mm-hmm. and like actually angry and wanting to blow himself up now. But that would end up going into dramatic territory because he would have justification. That's true. Um, Unless he was just as big of an idiot as everyone else, you know? And, uh... Yeah. Speaking of which, I liked how they made that joke in the like the middle of the movie where it's, where his wife is just like, you keep you keep your your uh, you know your wives in cupboards and he's like it's a bigger than a cupboard and then like when they're all arrested <laughs> they're there's the like the side shot of them sitting yep. in the cupboard drinking tea 100 it's very That's funny hilarious. becca what do you got what's your sequel okay i again have two ideas so the first kind of goes with his brother idea but it's the mm-hmm. son the son tries to get revenge because he doesn't really know what oh, happened yeah and then he realizes his dad was kind of an idiot and so mm-hmm. it's just him realizing his dad was an idiot. And the second okay. one is kind of with the, do you know how for a while there was a sequel, there was a bunch of like sequels that were like all women stuff. Mm-hmm. It's oh, going to yeah. be the wife. Ladies reboot. It's going to be a ladies reboot with like the wives, including the wives in the cupboard. Oh, I like it. Okay. And I don't really know where it's going to go, except obviously that I don't know if it's going to be kind of like an oceans movie, but it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Okay. I could see that going places. I mean, like one of the most interesting in a uh, psychological aspect of the movie was trying to delve into like the fact that he's got this loving, supportive, caring wife who also wants to see him blow himself to smithereens. Yeah, I loved the scene where she was just doing that, that there's always a supportive wife scene in movies. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I liked the man who wanted to blow himself up better. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, you go. I think these are all great. I, I want to make a really bad one, though. I like bad, <laughs> dumb, you know, uh, sequ- sequels where, like, they hire the cheapest company to write it oh, and absolutely. produce it. Of course. That in a very insensitive manner. So I'm thinking... There's some sort of mystic, mystic Middle Eastern voodoo kind of magic oh, that no. these some new uh, new Pakistani kids on the block know about these you know four lions and they uh, they idolize them so oh. so they use this voodoo magic to try and break. This is like a like a Lethal Weapon six situation. Sure, yeah, they use this crazy magic to try and bring them all back, but mistakes happen. They end up bringing back a like Frankenstein version of Waj. <laughs> and Fasale that are mixed together, and Barry. But oh. Barry's head's all fucked up even worse now. So, <laughs> And so he's like full-on villain mode. They basically have like the good guy and then the bad guy. Barry wants to do this atrocious, like, destroy the whole Capitol building kind of thing. <laughs> Wassel Fadge are uh, definitely against that. And they're like full-on peace train now. But like idiot version of peace train, just trying to get these young idealistic terrorists to like never do any violence ever. But clearly, you know, they got to stop Barry here. Right. So it's this, yeah. uh, you know, they got a new idiots mixed with old idiots trying to uh, stop a horrible terrorist attack uh, fumbling along the way. So what happened to Omar? Okay. We just never see him again. <laughs> 
Maybe for one scene, okay. we do a bad CG of him being back in it, but it's just clear that like we couldn't get him because he's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it just even was, worse. Yeah, it's just too, it's like obvious. Yeah. We couldn't afford him. This is a sequel, so it's never like a cheap sequel. It's never going to get the lead star back. Like they could pay for a photo of right. him. Yeah, something like something it. along those lines. Like yeah. a wanted like, poster in the background or something. I think there should be an awkward flashback scene with a, a different performer or with CG Omar kind of thing. Or just his hand. Yeah. It's of like, like watch <laughs> re-remembering Omar in some beautiful moment or something. Just his hand. <laughs> just get a hand performer. That'd be funny. I mean, if he could confuse a chicken and a rabbit, he could definitely confuse what it, what Omar looked like mm. as a person. Oh, yeah. And so we'll say that, uh, yeah, the uh, these new four kids, there's four of them, and then there's the fifth Frankenstein, so it's five lions. There you go. Oh, There's there you your go. terrible sequel. And for some reason, they shoot it in I America. It. I like yeah. it. Just to make it even worse. Yeah, Omar should it. be American then, like in the flashback. It's That'd be really funny. <laughs> it's just full American. It's indistinguishable <laughs> that this is supposed to be Omar. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there we go. We got our movies. All of them are good. I like it. Right. So you went into a shop with your hands on your face like that and asked for 12 bottles of bleach. So why has she got her hands on her face, face? Because she's got a beard. We haven't talked about the last bits of the movie, you know, the ending. Right. Last bits, indeed, well, of people being blown yeah. to bits, one by how one. About that, uh, how about that big, it was a small role back in the day, but now... It's a glorified cameo. Oh, with Benedict, oh, Benedict How about that Cumber, Cumber Boy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which he's a great negotiator. The, the cabbage patch himself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> messing up. And I like his pause when Wadge is like, this is your first time, right? And he just like yeah. kind of looks over at everyone, like just keeps going. Yeah, he really <laughs> yeah. messed that one up. He did. He had the mm-hmm. easiest person to persuade. He really did. He, he was already confused. That was the best part. <laughs> he was already like, he was gushing about water parks, but he's like, well, you like ladies, right? He's like, you could have just <laughs> kept going on the water park route. Right. Amusement yeah, park I don't think route. he got it. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was great. Um, I love uh, in that whole, like you mentioned before, them like just showing how dumb every side of this is. I love when they have the cops arguing of bear versus Wookiee versus honey bear. Oh, yeah. And him being like, and it's it the to bear, be bear because I shot yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had to be the bear because that was the one I shot. <laughs> and then it was, it was uh, you know, like, yeah, he pushed the bombs toward the, you know, like the, the restaurant tour, mm-hmm. but... Just the fact that they immediately Ran run in, in and shoot the crap out mm-hmm. of him rather than watch. Yeah, no, or no any, thought I mean, at all, it's, yeah. a, it's a bummer. Like, why would you shoot? At, anyways. Good question. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the response was just so idiotic. And yeah, I think I think Wadge's death was the one that probably was the, the saddest. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, has that sure. one and line. It was, yeah. And then he... And then that was, that was clear with, you know, like the Omar... That it was just like, okay, yeah, it kind of turned into a bit of a drama for yeah, I about think 10, so. 15 seconds. Yeah, those two deaths were much different than the other two, yeah. which were clearly just kind of, you know, shock punchlines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially Barry, because yeah. he's getting that kind of callback bit in there of him dying on the SIM card. And mm-hmm. Omar doesn't even really get that, like, martyr stance, because that runner doesn't tell everyone he smiled. He says something about, like... I forgot what that runner oh, said. Oh, he says he wasn't a bomber. He was he was a MI5. You know, he told me earlier. Yeah, but he also said the one thing to remember, and instead of saying, like, he was smiling, he says something else, and I forgot what he says. 
they're, they're usually just backfire for oh yeah these scooters backfire yeah <laughs> that was kind of the pits too there wasn't any <laughs> but yeah um, uh omar did one thing he uh he, he blew up osama bin laden that's yep. true yeah he saved the day there uh yeah un- unintentionally yeah that uh that whole sequence of them out in uh you know actually with the uh, Liberation Army, or I forget what they called them, what the real terms are, but yeah, they were. It just it showed how big of an idiot Omar is too. Mm-hmm. Probably his mm-hmm. like biggest dumbest mistakes through the whole movie. But it was just funny how confident he was. Oh yeah. Fucking yes, bro. Shh, shh, shh. Right, come on. Papa Mujahid, yeah. Rubber dingy up is here, brother. Mind out way now. All right, okay. Right, come on. Flip it, pop it, brother. Flip it, pop it. Okay. The Arabs! The Emir! Oh, oh, flippin' shit! Is this God's will, bro? And, uh, I guess we should do a quick, how has it aged, even though... Or wait, let's see. How has it aged? I need to just record that one day and, like, just be able to slap that in. Indeed. Even though, like, clearly... I, I didn't grow up as a, a British Muslim. Uh, I don't grow up from a Pakistani background. So I am the worst person to ask on who this would offend and how. And I'm sure that just like everything, that's really going to run the gamut. I mean, I know so many movies that we've talked about that farce Christianity, you know, really run the gamut on who that pisses off and who takes that just way too literally. So, I mean, I, I could see people just like life of brian i could see people just never seeing this and assuming that this is making fun of their religion and uh taking all the wrong things from it but i i can't fault the movie for that just that's a people problem yeah it's up to you and your interpretation of what this is saying and what hurts you and what you think is blasphemous to you and your religion so i could see this movie obviously just from touching this subject matter at all frustrating people as we talked about in the background episode but yes. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it does everything in its power to make this a story about humans, though, and not about religion and not about, you know, religious decisions at all. Right. And just about people. Yeah. From my very limited perspective, I think it holds up 100 percent well is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, go on, Becca. I think Will touched on it on that quote. It probably couldn't be made today. Because I, I think it would matter something. on who you, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was talking about one of and the I performers mean, said that, but yeah. I, I think that. Was, and I don't, I, yeah, I don't even know if I wholeheartedly agree yeah. because of the fact that Chris Morris went through. I mean, there was Twitter in 2010, and Chris Morris went through a lot of trouble to get it made mm-hmm. in the first place. And the key to making it was making sure as few people as possible knew that he was making right. it. Right. And so I think it would have been possible. It would have just been harder if, yeah. you know, like the internet had found out. But then again, since when has Twitter ever actually got their way? It's only been a few t- 
times, you know. Yeah, I think he, he was directly, it seemed like, referring to, you know, um, movies made by, you know, about people of color, by non-people of color, are yeah, generally that's, that's frowned on nowadays. For. But I, I think there's a lot of ex- exceptions to that. And when when the general public realizes and knows, like, the work being put in and the consulting being done, even though, like, you said it wasn't traditional consultants that were on board to this film, but you also said that he did talk with tons and tons of Pakistani people and British yeah, Muslims. Yeah, he spent so much time like, yeah, it wasn't traditional consultants yeah. because it wasn't just like one guy on set saying, oh, you can't do that because exactly. it's not right. like that. Instead, it was just the whole crew was involved in giving their input and feedback. And yeah, it was there was a lot of care put into it. And so a lot of research. I think um, when, when he's talking about, yeah, the uh, middle class white guy making a movie about British Muslims, what bring, what springs to mind in a real-life comparison to something that actually did get completely annihilated on Twitter and got canceled because of it was um, the creators of Game of Thrones announced a TV series they were going to follow it up with on HBO about a alternative history yeah. series about what if... The, the Confederates won oh, the Civil War. I remember War. that, yeah. And everyone was just like, these dudes who can barely write and you know ran out of quality material once they ran out of material to base their show on and the writing just went to crap whenever they had to do more writing, mm. writing something and they're two white guys who really don't know anything about anything. You know, like, yeah, and that actually, yeah, that show got canned immediately yeah. once everybody kind of just got their head out of their buttons and said, oh, yeah, that it probably is a bad idea. It sounds idea. like it would be a very fascinating concept if you had the right writers and eh. good research. Yeah, I don't even know. That doesn't sound fun. Well, it wouldn't be fun. You know? No, it wouldn't but be I, fun. I don't think any of those, like, alternate, it's the Nazis one. I, I personally, I don't find any of that fun, but, No, yeah. it sounds a little yeah. dystopian. And maybe on paper, maybe he was right and people wouldn't would not like the idea of, oh, Chris Morris, this guy knows nothing about Pakistani culture. He wouldn't do this. But yeah. I feel like, you know, in in the literal world, like it would depend on who was funding it and how much slack they're willing to give. And, and right. comedy, mm-hmm. I feel like in general, is usually given a little bit more leeway because it's probably there to be making some sort of a point rather than just to yeah. exploit. You you hope? Exactly. But, yeah, I... uh. I, uh, I I wish I had more to point out and talk about. I mean, there's the typical stuff of, I wish there was more interesting, uh, you know, female characters. This is a very yeah. male-dominated movie, but um, I, I think you could easily argue that it's a male-dominated culture, and they did even say. talk about that. And that's from, you know, the little knowledge that I have that could be, you know, uh, could they be They hinted false. at it with the brother, but that was yeah, about, yeah. That was about it. It wasn't really... Mm. It was like a sub, 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 subplot. Yeah, but, but it was mentioned and pointed out, like, you know, that mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, no one would accept that in this world of these people. But that probably wasn't touched because he didn't want it to get too serious or too. He didn't, he probably didn't want to straight up, you know, condemn all of Muslim society while condemning these radical Islamist yeah. Yeah. terrorists. And I think it does a really good job of saying nothing bad, in, in my opinion, about, yeah, uh, about Muslim culture fact, and I- Islamic yeah. culture. And um, reading a lot of the responses, it's very, it's, a, it's actually almost like hell is a modern classic within lots of Muslim communities around the world. 
However, the one criticism I have, I did find online was that there should have been at least one or two moderate Muslim characters, like not like his brother, which was heavy into Sharia law supporting and, and also not in the radicalism that Omar and them. Someone meaty. And, but I feel like, I feel like for the characters involved, if there was a moderate Islamic person around Omar, it probably blew, he probably wouldn't have become That's as true, radicalized yeah. as Very he did. And I think, and I feel like for the characters involved, it just wouldn't have worked. I think they tried to show that a little bit with that panel where where Barry's at. You only yeah. see the like tiny snippets of like you know uh, retorts that they give to his you know kind of ridiculousness. But yeah, it mm-hmm. seems like they this is the moderate kind of group, and you see a little bit of that contrast, but. Would have been good to have more of a character. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. But I Very think true. by the vibe that you get of it, you do really get a sense of these people are the extremes and these people are the exclusions and the idiots. Mm-hmm. I think the movie does a great job at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Definitely one of my favorite comedies that I've seen yeah. recently. I'm- yeah. This is one of the freshest things I think we've talked about on the gag reel in a while. So yeah. I think this gets the stamp of approval, the gag reel stamp. Gold seal. And yeah. And Good in seal. every way too. Like I would, despite there being a little bit of language and obviously startling violence in pieces, <laughs> you know, but it's never graphic. I, I think that this is a movie I, I could recommend to pretty much anyone. Yeah. It was pleasantly surprising. Yeah. Speaking of not overly graphic i actually i really appreciated just on a cinematic level keeping with the aesthetic when they went for the explosions yeah. like the, the the filmmaking was very very uh surveillance heavy mm-hmm. like yeah. throughout the the film there's there's sequences where you're just like so am i watching footage of you know like the british uh intelligence exactly, community yeah. watching this and and so it felt very on the ground real and so to have the explosions not be big firebombs, but just like a- what actual real explosions look mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, not too big, just a, a bunch of dirt and a lot of noise yeah. is what they really are. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. It was, and it was also tasteful to not have limbs flying everywhere and stuff, you know, because like I, yeah. I feel like that's an easy comedy kind of thing to just make it suddenly go from zero to 60 on the violence and blood splatter mm-hmm. just exploding everywhere like just for the sake of the cheap laugh but uh i think yeah. like yeah. you said and i i liked how they hinted at there were definitely body parts all over the mm-hmm. place you know like they buried a knee yeah. five feet under the ground thinking it was fessel's yeah. head <laughs> yeah, they had the bag and that was a little gross yeah it was big it had a hinge big trash bag <laughs> it was a knee <laughs> yeah uh yeah and uh, yeah the trash bag but they didn't like, actually show anything right and i do like the yeah. paint i i it it was when it kind of went more drama and less comedy but the part where barry dies and you want to call the special needs donkey here you go forgot the sim car Mind out of the way. <coughs> Easy, chap. Okay. It's all right. I can homelick. That's it. Don't fight me. That's it. Wait! I've done this before, Sonny. There we are now. That's it. Now, don't fight it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And catch the peanut. They did hint that obviously his head was left. 
but they panned away real they didn't like show a close up on the head or anything they were just like look it's a head and then they showed omar's face like oh i must have missed that shot it was really quick i missed that too it it was real quick. I might have to rewatch it. It might have even been the person who helped him's head, but it was like a oh tiny God. like. Yeah. Out comes the peanut. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the it was facing towards the other way. It wasn't facing like it wasn't. Mm. But it obviously was yeah. a head. Yeah, but uh, head, head, yeah, head head explosions aside, I guess we should wrap this up. Yeah, overall, this was great. It's got me. I've I've already seen most of the. There's only six episodes of the day today. I've seen all that most. Like I think there's only like one or two episodes I hadn't seen before. But now it's gotten me wanting to watch the rest of Chris Morris's television and filmography. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like I know um, there's another movie too that he did. Um, yes, one. Yeah, in 2019. Yeah, I need to watch that one now. Uh, but I think we should wrap this one up. Oh, yeah. I think it's time to gaggle doodle dandy your asses out of here and all right, Becca hit us with the links. I can do that, and then we'll tease what's coming next. Okay. Yeah, audience, so. we're gonna talk about what to tune into next after you find out how to complain to us, right? Or tell us your recommendations on what to do next, or bomb us. Okay, or we will blow you up. Good gravy. Um. So no. <laughs> No, we're not doing. I don't got bombs, man. I don't even know how to make a bomb. I'm the bomb. No, that was a bad joke. Nobody. Anyway, um, I end up on a list of our own over here. Uh, those bombs are going in the '90s over here. I know that was very nice. Remember, everything was the bomb. <laughs> anyway, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can get us on Twitter at ad at at gagrealpod or on Facebook at gagrealpod. The same thing and. We have a website, mm-hmm. a website called gagrealpod.com. Very fun. Very cool. Anyway, and the Gmail is Jamali. No gagrealpod at gmail.com. It's gone. Oh ho. So all right. Yep. Go check those out. Write us in with your uh, your complaints, your recommendations, all your thoughts. I think uh, for the next episode, we will be watching the Mel Brooks 1980. I forget the year. The uh, Oh, are we doing that next? I thought that was in the lineup because that new show's okay. coming out. We got a big lineup, basically. We know what the we're doing for a change. The movie is called 1980? No, I can't get to it. No. We'll get, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, the, it's called 1980. We will be talking about one of the many, many movies Mel Brooks did in the 70s and 80s, but one that's getting a new sequel slash reboot series pretty soon the history of the world part one and maybe by the time we get this episode to you the uh the tv show will have aired and we can talk about how i don't know i don't want to be pessimistic here but it's been a while since mel brooks delivered us some gold i so i feel like i'm not letting myself get too optimistic but the cast looks fun Writing team looks good. Wanda Sykes is uh, involved, so should be a good time either way. But uh, come join in and hear us talk about more Mel Brooks with History of the World. Mm-hmm. One. Never seen it, so we're going to yeah. do it together. All right. Is that true? Is what true? You haven't seen it? I haven't seen well, the producers either. Oh. What? <laughs>